Hello, and welcome to this bonus episode of Regularly Scheduled Hostility for July 30th, and I'm your host, Eric Turner. Wanted to start out by saying, uh, probably a little bit later today, I'll put up, um, I guess it'll probably be a poll on Twitter asking, um, would you like, or would you think it would be an improvement or better for the show or would you just like it better personally if there was some sort of uh, music uh, intro uh, for the show going forward um, I'll probably put like the choice is as yes use the same song every episode or yes use a different song every episode for the intro and then just a simple no no music intro so look for that uh, later today um, it's just a little bonus episode um, it's gonna be mostly wrestling but there will also be uh, a few listener questions so this will be the first time I did answer a listener question on the last episode but this is the first time we'll be doing like multiple listener questions. Um, but we'll get to those questions uh, in a little bit. Well, I want to start out um, with the rumors that NXT could possibly be going to two hours. So instead of doing the normal you know, 8 to 9 o'clock on Wednesdays, they would be doing, I guess, 8 to 10. You know, I mentioned uh, NXT possibly going head-to-head with uh, AEW, the AEW TV show, which I thought was not necessary, and I like the way NXT uh, is now, and I feel the same way with this. I think it's not necessary. I like the way NXT is now. Um, you know, we got enough wrestling um, to watch as it is between you know WWE and Impact and MLW and you know stuff that you can watch on demand or you know on the, on the Federation's website that you may watch online um, you know one of the benefits would be that you can get more of the NXT stars on every episode. But I like NXT being an hour. And I like NXT UK being an hour. Um, and that would also, moving NXT to two hours would also present, well, do you move NXT UK to a different day? Because a lot of people aren't going to stay up till 10 o'clock. Eastern time, 10 o'clock, to watch NXT UK if you just move it back an hour on Wednesday nights. So you will have Monday, you have Monday wrestling till 11 on TV, Tuesday wrestling till 10, and Wednesday wrestling till 11 if you make NXT two hours and move NXT UK back an hour. Now, you know, I know a lot of people. They don't watch NXT and NXT UK live. You know, with it being on demand, 
you know, you can catch it, you know, the next day or a couple days later or, you know, whenever it's convenient for you. Um, but I like watching NXT live. Um, NXT UK, I normally catch, like, the next day or during the weekend. Um, but NXT, I like to watch actually live, you know, at 8 o'clock. Um, so I think, you know, NXT, you know, is the best show that they have, of course. I mean, we all pretty much know that. Um, so, you know, I think, uh, just keep it, keeping it, keeping it the way that it is, is, uh, is the way to go, as far as NXT. Um, so moving on, um, I wanted to go back, um, to Raw, um, of last week. Apparently there were no women's matches on Raw, and this gave uh, impetus to the hashtag "Give WWE Women a Chance." You know, and they tried doing this like last year, maybe 2017, where it was "Give the WWE Divas a Chance." You know, and they did that and everything. Um, and these hashtags are pretty stupid. Um, you know, you had um, some of the uh, legends coming back for that Raw as part of the Raw reunion, and also some of those legends were women, Melinda Blaze. I think. Uh, Corey was there. I think Kelly Kelly was there. Um, you know, so you had some women's legends come back as well. And I think that, you know, the women, you know, that are wrestling now on the main roster and whatever, they, they should be okay with giving up their five, seven, eight minutes of them being on TV or their, you know, five, ten minutes of being in the match, they should be okay with giving that up for this one episode where these legends come back. These legends come back, you know, guys like Stone Cold come back like once or twice a year. You know, HBK, you know, came back and did the commentary for SmackDown. He comes back three or maybe four times a year he comes back a little more often because you know he's actually working for the company down in NXT but a lot of these people you don't see them you know but once every five years you know like uh, like uh, Psycho Sid you know Rikishi when was the last time you saw Psycho Sid or Rikishi you know, some of these people you don't see for like five years or more at a time. And these women, they're not exactly moving the ratings meter. Um, you know, they're beautiful. Of course they are. They're beautiful. And most of them, you know, are definitely at least decent in the ring at least. 
you know, some of them better than others, you know, thinking of, like, Charlotte, I mean, she's phenomenal in the ring as a wrestler, um, but these women, you know, they should be okay with giving up their five or ten minute match for this one show, uh, where these legends come back, and, and if they're not, then, you know, that says something about them. Because these legends, uh, back then, back when they were still wrestling, I guarantee you they wouldn't have had a problem getting up there. You know, five minute match. If there were legends that were coming back, you know. They may not have necessarily been happy about it. You know, like, sure. Yeah, you know, scrap my segment so we can have. You know, Lula or Mae Young come out there and give birth to a hand, you know. Um, but a lot of those legends um, that were wrestlers back then, they wouldn't have had much of a problem giving them up. Like I said, they probably wouldn't have been necessarily happy. But they wouldn't have had much of a problem um, giving up their spot. So I think, you know, these women need to be humbled a bit and to start this and give WDB women the chance. You know, if nothing else, if nothing else, they had their chance last year at uh, the Evolution pay-per-view, the first ever women's, all-women's pay-per-view. And apparently they didn't do gangbusters because they're not bringing them back. You think... If this uh, evolution pay-per-view, you know, created created a lot of new subscribers, that they had a nice spike in subscribers during that month, um, you would think if that uh, if that uh, evolution pay-per-view draw a big percentage of their audience. And brought new people in to subscribe to the network. You would think that they would have a second one, wouldn't you? Well, they're not having a second one. Or at least not this year, anyway. <laughs> they're not having another uh, Evolution pay-per-view. They're not having another all-women's pay-per-view this year. So apparently they didn't do that hot. Because you know WWE, if anything, just catches on for... Even just... Uh, even if it just catches on for a minute, you know WWE's there to, to fucking pounce on it and shove it down your throat until, you know, until you're about to throw up with being fed up with it. Um, so, uh, moving on, um, just a little bit of news, uh, you know, I talked last week of uh, Jimmy Uso getting a DUI. Well, the wrestler, formerly known as the Berserker, uh, apparently uh, got like five or six months probation for having too many DUIs. Um, so, you know, hopefully, uh, 
he gets his stuff straight. Not really much else to say about that. I just wanted to, in case people are wondering maybe what he was doing or what he's been up to while he's on probation now. Um, another thing I just wanted to mention real quick. Uh, if you're looking for a, a podcast, um, you know, we all know the Jim Cornette podcast. If you're looking for one that you can get like multiple days possibly worth of listening from just one episode uh, this past uh, Chip Cornette experience was the in the news omnibus where basically Chip Cornette goes and basically reads news stories about wrestlers from like big newspapers small newspapers from recently most of them aren't that recent. Most of them are like from the 70s and 80s and before. But he basically just reads news stories out of like news clippings. Um, as in the news omnibus. And it was 5 hours and 44 minutes. And I listened to, I listened to all of it. it. Took me about 3 days or so to listen to all of it. But it's really just funny, funny shit. As Jim Cornette uh, normally is, a lot of just funny stories. Some of them weird stories. Um, so if you're just looking for a podcast, uh, you know, just kill some time, but also entertaining podcast as well. Uh, just look up the Jim Cornette experience from last Thursday. The In the News Omnibus episode. About five hours, forty-five minutes of uh, good content there. And uh, lastly, uh, on this little bonus episode, uh, I want to get uh, to some listener questions. I posted uh, a little post on uh, Twitter uh, asking for your listener questions, or if you have any topics you want me to discuss. I think I've got a couple of responses, three to be exact. Um, and I'll be posting another uh, thing, I guess probably Tuesday, um, which will be today, which is today. Um, just another, you know, if you have questions or whatever. Now, first question is from uh, Luke Birch. Hey, Luke, how's it going, bud? Um, and here's a football question, uh, a little bit of a two-parter, um, I'll go first, I'll answer the first part, are you looking forward to the new football season, and by football he means American football, not soccer, because he is from England, uh, and simple answer is yes, um, I always look forward to, new, uh, to the new football season, big fan of college football, probably even bigger fan of college football than NFL, but I always look forward to college and the new NFL season, um, and the uh, second part of his question is, who are the teams that you think would be a surprise and disappointment this year in the NFL, um, I got two surprises and two disappointments, one from the NFC and one from the 
AFC. Uh, my surprises. Um, I got the Bears being a surprise. Um, they weren't that far off from making the playoffs last year. Um, I love their quarterback, Mitch uh, Trubisky. And I know, sorry Luke, I know you're Packers fans, so you hate the Bears. But I think the Bears could make the playoffs. I expect them to make the playoffs. Um, they have a solid defense. You know, they have a Khalil Mack, that linebacker who is, you know, you know, you know, is a perennial contender for defensive player of the year, just about every year. Uh, like I said, they have Trubisky, and he's from. He went to college at North Carolina, and I'm a big North Carolina Tar Heel fan, so I love that. They have a pretty decent running game, uh, so I expect the Bears to have, you know, at least ten seasons or ten wins this season. And if you have ten wins, you know you're right there in the playoff hunt. Um, and for the AFC, surprise, I have the Texans. I know the Texans have been to the playoffs like, you know, a couple of times in the past five, six years or so. I think they have anyway. But I expect the Texans to, you know, make the playoffs this year and sort of stay in that playoff hunt, you know, for, for many, many years. Um, they have uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, a quarterback taken in the same draft as Mitch Trubisky. Um, you know, a lot of people are really high on Deshaun Watson as quarterback. Um, and pretty decent defense. Or at least they have J.J. Watt, anyway. Who was another perennial uh, contender for Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, matter of fact, he's actually won it. Um, so I think the Texans would be another, a little bit of a surprise. Considering they're sort of in and out of the playoffs the last five, seven years or so. They've sort of been hit or miss as far as making the playoffs. Um, disappointments this year. I have, the, I have the Steelers as a disappointment this year. Um, you know, they won that Super Bowl. They actually won two Super Bowls. Like, all the way back. They won the second one. I think it was like 2010, I think. So it's been a while since they made a deep run in the playoffs. Um, Big Ben, he was a uh, he was a rookie in like 04. So he's coming up on this is like 15 years now, something like that, in the NFL. So he's you know, he's got to be probably 37, 38, close to 40 now. Um, their run game, I'm not even sure who their running back is. Normally the Steelers have a pretty decent run game, but I'm not sure who their running back is. Their defense isn't what it used to be, say, four or five years ago and earlier. Um, and, you know, Steelers have been a perennial playoff team, you know, since, you know, since 05, 06. They've made the playoffs, you know, what is that, about 13, 14 years. 
they probably made the playoffs 10 plus times um, in that 13, 14 year period. So they're a perennial playoff team, and I don't, don't necessarily think they're a lock to make the playoffs. I know a lot of people are picking them to make the playoffs again this year. Um, I'm not so sure. Um, and a disappointment in the NFC. I have uh, the Seahawks. That's another team that has been a perennial uh, playoff team. And this one may come as a surprise. Because, you know, the NFC West isn't exactly, you know, a, a barn burner of a division. Um, you know, you got the Cardinals who suck. 49ers who haven't been good since like 2015. Like whenever they made the Super Bowl. Um, but for some reason, just uh, I think the 49ers will be much improved. And I think the 49ers can compete for a playoff spot. I'm not saying the 49ers will um, make, the, make the playoffs. You know, or win the division. But just something about the Seahawks. You know, they haven't had that same... Uh, they haven't had that same uh, just ferociousness and that defense uh, that they had, that vaunted defense that they had, you know, three, four, five years ago, isn't anymore. Um, you know, they still have the good home field advantage with the crowd and everything that you know doesn't change. So the Seahawks, I think, will be a little bit of a disappointment. Um, I don't think they're a lock to make the playoffs out of the NFC West, or at least win the division anyway. So those are my surprises and disappointments for this year. Um, not sure if Luke uh, asked this or not, but I'll go ahead and give my Super Bowl prediction. Um, coming out of AFC, I got the Patriots until somebody can and consistently beat the Patriots out of the AFC I gotta go with the Patriots I got the Patriots versus either the Saints or the Eagles um, the Saints have been just a really good team since you know they got uh, Drew Brees they've been a perennial playoff team since like 09, like 2010, so going on like 10 years now, they've been a perennial playoff team. Um, my favorite team is the Carolina Panthers, and they always beat our ass. They beat our, they beat us three times last year, both of the regular season games, and then we played them in the first round of the playoffs, or maybe second round of the playoffs, and they beat us again, so they always beat the Panthers. If you're betting the Saints-Panthers game, always take the Saints. Um, and then the Eagles, um, you know, this will be the two years, the second season after winning the Super Bowl. Uh, Carson Wentz is 100% healthy again. Um, they got a good defense. 
um, I think Carson Wentz um, will be uh, will be uh, MVP caliber again, um, like he was. I guess his rookie season. I guess it was, or was it last year? It was either last year or his rookie year, where he was on pace to have a MVP season. He had like. 30 touchdowns and only like a few interceptions, like maybe five interceptions or something like that. Until he got hurt. It basically blew out of his knee, I think it was. Um, so, prediction to win the Super Bowl or be in the Super Bowl. Patriots versus the Saints or the Eagles. If I were to lean towards a team for the NFC, I would pick the Eagles. So, so uh, next question uh, is from uh, Callie Roberson. Thoughts on AEW coming to TNT? No, I think it's good. I mean, definitely having another TV show that can actually compete uh, with WWE is a good thing. They're backed by another billionaire. You know, TNT or uh, Impact has a show, but they're not backed by the same money as WWE or AEW is. So it'd be good. Um, I'm not sure if it's gonna be an hour. Or if it's gonna be like two hours. I, I'm guessing it's only gonna be an hour, at least to start out anyway. It'll be on uh, Wednesdays. I saw. AEW apply for the trademark Wednesday Night Dynamite, and Meltzer is reporting that that's gonna be, um, I guess that's gonna be the name for their TV show on Wednesday. Not a bad, not a bad name, not a bad name. Generally, a name that rhymes is generally no, at least an okay name. excited to um, see uh, some of the guys that haven't really been on the the uh, like pay-per-view shows that they've had so far. I think they've had about three or four shows as of right now, like under solely as the AEW banner. They've had at least four that I know of. So it'd be cool to see some of the guys that they don't that they haven't featured, you know, on those to see them on the TV. Um, I think it'll take just like about just about any TV show, it'll take about six months or so to really get a good uh, sampling size um, of uh, how the shows are gonna do. So, really excited about it. Um, and um, it's going to be on TNT. Don't know if I mentioned that or not, but it's going to be on TNT. So it's on a, on a big network. It's not on uh, some shitty Pursuit channel or um, L Ray network, which used to get 
on Dish Network, but they took it off for some reason, and I haven't really heard anything about if they're making like a, I guess this will be like a fifth season if they make a new one of the Jumping Around. I hope they do. And apparently it's not on Netflix anymore either. Or, no, no, I take that back, it is still on Netflix, that's right. But only like the first season or two. Uh, oh so yeah, I'm definitely excited about AEW uh, coming to TV. Thank you for the question. Uh, and the last question for this week comes from Andrew914. Uh, what are your favorite and least favorite wrestling video games? Um, I remember uh, playing a little bit of the uh, Black Box Nintendo uh, game. I think it was called just simply like uh, I think it's just simply called Professional Wrestling or Pro Wrestling. Um, it was one of the early games for the original NES. And that was a pretty decent game. You know, at least for that time anyway. Pretty decent game. Um, I got, uh, I still have, uh, for the original PlayStation, I have the WWF In Your House, uh, video game, from, like, 96, I believe, uh, and that's, like, a, just a real, really just an arcade wrestling game, um, it has, like, 10, I think, yeah, 10, uh, wrestlers, it has, like, uh, has like Hunter Helmsley, Gold Dust, Ahmed Johnson, Undertaker, Vader, British Bulldog, Shawn Michaels, Razor. I think I might have Doink on there. Uh, and that's not the not the best game, but I remember playing that one a lot growing up. Cause '96, so I would have been seven at the time or if it was late in the year December then I would have been eight at the time um, and then uh, another game I have is uh, the ECW uh, Hardcore Revolution I got that for the PlayStation and that's not you know the best you know it's not a critically acclaimed game either but I liked it because of the variety of match types. You've got the barbed wire rope match. Um, some of the weapons. You know, you could have like a 2x4. You have a barbed wire bat. Um, just love the variety of weapons. The variety of different match types. You know, I had the blood. You know. Which of course was cool. Uh, my favorite um, wrestling game growing up. Maybe my favorite wrestling game still to this day is um, is uh, WCW NWO Revenge for the N64. I mean, this is you know, and this is a game that was critically acclaimed. Um, the AKI Engine, which was one of the developers of the game, that engine that they used for that uh, revenge, 
World Tour. Um, they use the same engine for a couple of the um, N64 WWF games. Like I think No Mercy and I think WrestleMania for the N64. That engine is considered um, one of the best, if not the best, in all of wrestling games. It's revolutionary. Um, I like the fact that you can get weapons and you can pull weapons from the crowd. Um, there's blood in that game as well. Um, just countless, countless hours. And I still have it. And I still have my N64, so every once in a while I'll pop it in and play. You know, you have a pretty decent roster. I think you have a roster of about 40, maybe 50 people. So, not bad. Uh, for a game that came out in uh, 98, you know, just two years earlier, the most wrestlers that you got was like 10 or 12. Uh, so, love, love, um, WCW, NWO, Revenge, um, but now we're on, on a couple wrestling games for PlayStation 2. Um, I think it was like Here Comes the Pain. Um, I remember playing that with my cousin a lot. Like we would go up there for, go up to North Carolina uh, for Christmas and we'd play that game a lot. It was a pretty fun game. I liked being able to go like brawl go, like backstage. That was pretty cool. Um, another game I remember that I liked at the time. I don't know if it was like got good ratings or reviews, but it was um, like the Legends of Wrestling. I think it was called, and it had like these had you know as it was it had like Legends of Wrestling. So you could have like uh, you know Bret Hart versus. Um, Bruno San Martino or whatever. I'm not sure if Bruno San Martino was in the game, but I'm just trying to make a point there. They could have these legendary matchups that never happened in real life. Um, one thing was that, um, like the the build, the body of like the wrestlers, they're like sort of like jacked up and sort of exaggerated. Even though a lot of these guys use steroids, they were even still jacked up, even for them. But that was a pretty fun game, I remember. Um, and I didn't play uh, wrestling games for a long time until I got like WWE, um, like 2K13. I think I got like 2K13. 2K14 and 2K15, and I haven't played a wrestling game since, like 2K15, which I think had like John Cena on the cover. Um, so yeah, I haven't played a wrestling game for, you know, the past whatever, 40 years or so. Um, as far as my least favorite wrestling games, um, don't have a whole lot of bad experiences really with wrestling games. Um, I know um, the 
his last wrestling game, like 2K19, 2K18. Um, oh, just want to go back real quick to WWE 2K13. There was a thing that I really liked in there was that you could go back and play um, like these legendary moments from the Attitude Era. Um, like you could do uh, like uh, some segments from like DX. You could do like uh, Stone Cold winning the championship for the first time against Shawn Michaels. And there were like different uh, uh, achievements that you had to do. Like, you, like for the one where Stone Cold wins his first WWF title against Shawn Michaels. One of the stipulations is that you have to win using the Stone Cold Stunner, because that's how it happened, of course, in real life, because they beat him with the Stunner. Um, and they had a bunch of other, probably about 10 or 15 different um, segments from the Attitude Era, and you got to play through them as, as, you know, the wrestlers themselves. That was really cool. And that was on the 2K13 WWE 2K13. I had CM Punk on the cover. Um, back to the bad wrestling games. Like I said, I don't have a whole lot of bad, really, wrestling games. Um, I know the recent WWE 2K games have not been good. I had a lot of lag and just a lot of glitches and everything. Like 2K19 or 2K18, one of them. You know, it was like considered like among the worst games of the entire year, regardless of genre, not just a bad sports game. Um, I'm trying to think if there are really other, like, bad wrestling games that I remember buying. I remember playing um, one, I think it was a Simpsons wrestling game that wasn't that great for, I think it was PlayStation. That one wasn't great. Don't remember the name of it off the top of my head, other than it was Simpsons Wrestling. If I see the cover and I see the name, I'll remember it. Um. So. Um. So that does it uh, for the listener questions. Thank you guys for sending those in. Um, and this is something that I that I'll do um, like every week going forward. Is I'll put up a little post on Twitter, you know, asking if you have questions or topics you want me to talk about on the show, you know, just drop them in the comments, you know, and it's a, it's, you know, mutually beneficial, and it's beneficial for me, because I get, um, more things to talk about, um, you know, a lot of times things that I wasn't going to talk about otherwise, um, and then also, you know, it's more interactive for you guys as an audience, as listeners, uh, because, you know, you get asked questions and then you, you get to hear my take on them. Um, so it's, it's mutually beneficial that way. Um, since this is a bonus show, I won't do the uh, podcast shout-outs. I'll uh, save those for Friday. I don't think it's really necessary for me to do the podcast shout outs more than once a week you know a lot of these guys you listen to anyway but some of them maybe you don't 
So uh, that wraps it up for uh, this little uh, bonus episode of Regularly Scheduled Hostility. I'm your host, Eric Turner. Follow me on Twitter at EricTurner5. Uh, I'll be I'll be back on Friday for the normal uh, show of regularly scheduled hostility. Uh, so I'll speak with you guys again Friday. Until then, take care, guys.